Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, it's time for Charitable Georgia. Brought to you by Bees Charitable Pursuits and Resources. We put the fun in fundraising. For more information, go to beescharitablepursuits.com. That's B-E-E-S, charitablepursuits.com. Now, here's your host, Brian Pruitt. Good, fabulous Friday morning, everybody. It's another fabulous Friday with three more fabulous guests. I wish guys could see me right now because I'm in a studio full of ladies. It's really cool. Stone, I know your wife's had a procedure. I hope everything goes well, but you're missing out this morning. It's a ray of sunshine outside and a ray of sunshine inside, as well as a perfect storm. So it's awesome. So uh, we're going to start this morning with my first guest, who's also my producer this morning, Ms. Sharon Klein. So Sharon, thank you for, for being here in double duty. <laughs> you're welcome. Thank you for having me. So uh, you're no stranger to the people listening, I'm sure. So uh, you have a show on here called Fabulous or Fear, Fearless, Fearless Formula. That's right. That's yeah. right. You got it. And uh, you're also a professional voiceover artist. Yep. So uh, I just like for you to share your story because you obviously have a passion for helping local business owners with your show. But uh, share your your passion for that and how you got into what you're doing. Wow, that's such a nice intro. Um, I I do really appreciate being able to highlight businesses. Um, I met Stone Payton, who is um, owns the studio here and um, at a networking meeting, and really wanted to take. I I just find it inspiring. People's stories very inspiring, and in meeting networking people and their own businesses, like there's so much to know beyond someone's um, just business name and. So I really tried to think of what would be a great angle to kind of um, focus on as I'm introducing different businesses and people. And I think fear is such a universal emotion that can really impact your life in in ways that maybe you're not realizing in the moment. And so uh, calling it fearless formula was the, the goal is really to focus on what people deal with when they have a setback or they are um, feeling unsure about how to proceed or just the natural ups and downs of what it's like to be a business owner. And it's just been really fun to get to know some of the commonalities that we all have, specifically how important it is to surround yourself with really good people. And that's something that's a universal with everybody I've ever spoken to. And I really appreciate that because it's not like you're on an island by yourself trying to figure out how to make an LLC or a DBA or, you know, you've got resources, not just on the internet, but if you have some people that are kind of supportive of you, that can really take you far. And so I've just had a blast. It's been, it's like my happiest part of my week <laughs> besides this moment, Brian, just to let you know. But yeah, I'm lucky to be able to do it. So I've listened to your show. It's a great show, by the way. And you've, you kind of like this show where this is meant to put out more positive and inspiration stories and get people to think about that instead of all the negative that mainstream media puts out there. Um, you get some of these business owners to open up as well. I mean, they tell their stories, right? So it's cool to hear stories about people sharing their uh, struggles and uh, overcoming people who've been in jail, people who've struggled from uh, just all kinds of different things. But it's really cool that they're able to to uh, be open about that because 
just like being vulnerable and uh, we'll share with these other two, uh, being able to share their stories. You never know who's listening, who, who's reading on social media, who's watching, but you can be an inspiration for somebody like that. And I think you having your platform is just, uh, going above and beyond, be able to do that for other folks. So I appreciate that. So tell me more about um, how you go about getting business owners to come on here. What's the goal? I mean, obviously you just shared a little bit about, but what's the goal about getting the businesses and sharing their stories? Well, thank you. That was very nice what you said. Um, I think the goal for me is, is that there's so many things that make us more alike than different. And I mean, everyone across the board, there's so many commonalities between all of us personality wise and just kind of our hopes and dreams and wanting to be valued as a human. And so here we all have businesses that have names and um, just being able to ask someone, why do you do what you do? And, and what are some of the surprises that you came upon and how did you manage those things? And like, even just, man, the pandemic can offer just a plethora of information of how people managed to negotiate around that. Some businesses failed and some changed. And how did you feel about that? So I like that if someone says, I would like to go to the pie bar, you know, or some other business here in Cherokee County or a coffee place and be able to say, I heard your story. I identify with sort of what your goals and dreams are and what motivates you every day. It becomes more um, not just a name, but a personality, a place, an, a way to see yourself in what they're doing. And it's it's kind of fascinating. I was just saying before the show, everybody that I've interviewed, I've just really loved the energy we have. And then when we strangers come in here, you know, and then when we leave, everyone is like like we're friends. We are truly happy to have just shared some time together. And I think it's really important to be able to give someone, um, not just here's my business, but like, um, a a platform to be able to say, um, here's how I want my contribution to the world to look. And this is, this is my, you know, just to give them a moment to have a story, their story, because everyone has one. So I just, that's very motivating for me. I used to do a radio show when I was at Kennesaw State University and it was a very similar platform. And so just having another one here has been um, just a a blessing. And as far as asking people, this is going to sound kind of basic, but like, I really just like ask, (laughs) like I will find someone and say, um, you know, like last week I had the snuggly blanket company. This woman had never done a show before or anything like that, but I, I just messaged her and I said, you know, this is a great story that you have just from your bio. You know, would you be interested in highlighting some of the things that you like and that you've learned about your business? What a fascinating story because, you know, it started out kind of one way and has expanded and grown and she didn't know anything about business. I'm like, you're exactly who I like to talk to because my mind is my own worst enemy sometimes. So to be able to have someone come on and talk about how they've like worked around their unknowns and basic fears, I think is very inspiring for anybody. So, yeah, I've been really blessed, I think, or lucky to be able to, I don't know, have the energy that seems to make sense to people that they'd be willing to come on and, and, and like you said, be vulnerable. Um, I knew there was another reason I liked you because I'm also a KSU graduate. So go Are you Owls. really? Go yes. Owls, man. Um, <laughs> That's funny. Congrats. Uh, so it's, uh, it's also cool because, I, as I shared the last couple of times on the show, uh, everybody that I've had on my show so far, I've met in networking, and that's a power of, of networking. And then you do one-to-ones and establish the relationship, and that's where you hear the stories. It's true. Right? Uh, uh, some people may be vulnerable and share when you get up in front of people, but when you establish those relationships and hear the stories, that's what's amazing. And so to have the platform to be able to get these stories out there and be inspiring and be positive, 
it's incredible. So uh, thanks, Stone, for that, first of all. Mm-hmm. So, um, so tell me a little more about your voiceover. How did you get into that? So I used to be in my car all the time when I was traveling downtown every day, and I got really good at listening to audiobooks, which I love still. Um, and then one day I was like, man, I wonder how you get started on that. And truly, I Googled, how do you get started being like an audiobook narrator? And um, slowly figured out the process and what I needed equipment-wise, and then started recording audiobooks pretty steadily. I've done, I think, 16. And then um, voiceovers are like the mini baby version of the effort and time that it takes. So I went to school for that, actually, online, right as the pandemic started. And um, yeah, since then, I've been just kind of steadily doing work here and there. But um, it's very satisfying. And I, I love that. I've got a little booth in my garage. And it's just super fun. Very fun to be creative that way. And um, yeah, it's been really great. Are there particular kind of books that you've enjoyed doing more than others? Yes. Yeah, You want to share those? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so I don't read the entire book usually before I agree to do it. I'll just read a snippet. And sometimes they're a little racier than what I thought. And I'm just like, disassociate, just do it, just say it, just get it over with, you know, because it's like, what? But at the same time, I really enjoy historical fiction. And you know, even, I, you know, I guess kind of the ones that kind of are helpful to people, you know, like almost narrating a little story. I like those. It's just very interesting. It's there's work everywhere in voiceover. So it's something that I'm continuing to pursue this year in particular, um, just to see what will happen. But this has been part of it, too. You know, it's like a great way to get to know people and business owners and say, do you do you need someone to do your you know voicemail or do you need an explainer video or, you know, I like to help people communicate in the way that they want. So. Uh, they might like your voice better than mine, so I might have to talk to you about some stuff. So. Her voice is very soothing. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Don't, don't fall asleep yet. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you for asking me those questions, though, Brian. So uh, normally I ask – well, I'll ask that question in a second. But if somebody wants to get a hold of you for uh, either talking about being on your show mm-hmm. or, or your voice of work, how can I get a hold of you? You can go to SharonKlein.com. Uh, it's my website, and there's a um, – my phone number is there so you can text me or you can fill out a form that's on the website and I'll be happy to get back with you. Thank you. Awesome. So normally, again, I ask this question, but I already know the answer. But do you mind sticking around? Because I can't run the board, so you have to stick around anyway. But listening <laughs> yeah. to these next next stories. I'd be happy to. All right. So now we're going on to uh, Wendy Cohn from Lingerfeld and Associates. So, Wendy, thanks for being here this morning. Thank you. So uh, just knowing you have a giving heart, you uh, you help sponsor a golf tournament that I helped with back in September. But, you know, I've gotten to know each other the last several months. And um, you have quite an interesting story for an upbringing, and it led to your giving heart. So um, just the parts that I know, and I'm going to let you talk more about what you feel comfortable with, but you, uh, your your biological father was a hell's angel. I knew you were going to go there. <laughs> yes, he was. <sighs> biological father was a hell's angel, for yeah. sure. And then you told me that your mother then married into with a drug lord. Yes, yes. We lived on a sailboat, 54-foot sailboat, sailed down the Mississippi. It was 1985. I was eight. So, yes, I'm 46. I'm proud of it. So go ahead and share your story. I mean, because this leads into why you have such a giving heart. I know I'm turning bright red. Um, Nobody can see you. It's a perfect, perfect. <laughs> You're good. It looks good. It's okay. It's okay. I know. Speak about learning to be vulnerable. All of a sudden, happens real fast, doesn't it? Thanks, Brian. Um, no, I mean I'm blessed to work for Langerfelt and Associates. He took a chance on me two years over two years ago. Um, for me being the marketing closer, and the reason I segue into that is because I'm a, I've always been a closing secretary since 1999, but I'm able to um, help support foundations and stuff like that. But the reason I am that way is, you know, 
as a child, you know, I know, you know, I know what it feels like to be not seen, to be, you know, hungry, to witness the abuse. Um, And so, you know, I don't know, it just kind of developed me into who I am now, where I like to make people feel seen, you know, to feel heard, to, you know, be a part of something. Everybody just wants to be included in things. So. So you you guys uh, with Linger Federal Associates uh, told, told me last last year you guys was over fifteen over nonprofits that you guys helped uh, sure share did. a little bit about what you do. We sure did. Um, so we do a lot of um, events. Yeah, as you know, golf tournaments. I think I did four last year, including yours, and then um, every link matters, as well as the Board of Realtors one. And I know our. I always do the 18th hole and it's always Caddyshack themed. So you're going to get jello shots or adult fruit cups when you come by there. But it's just, you know, just, I don't know, just to make people feel happy. You know, life is stressful for all of us. And the one thing I've noticed about the people that we've met through networking is we all are very passionate. You know, we all have struggled something in our lives and I feel like we navigate towards each other. What uh, you mentioned the Caddyshack thing. Next time, I think you should have the gopher. I have it. Have you not seen it? No. Every single time, I have one of the. Yeah, he dances too, for sure. I've had several people try to take him, and I will hurt them. (laughs) But no, he does. He dances and everything. I put him in a little Lingerfelt shirt. Next time, let me dance with him because I can show him the Scooby Shuffle. (laughs) I will. He Um, does that. So share a little bit about Lingerfelt and Associates. What do y'all do? Um, We are real estate closing attorneys um, in Woodstock. We also travel. 40 mile radius. So we're everywhere, but, um, it's a family owned firm. We've been, uh, he's owned his firm for 15 years. So he just, he hired me cause he doesn't drink and socialize as you know, that's a big part of the real estate world. So luckily they were able to pull the foundations into that and you, you know, you can get a lot of realtors to come around if it's for a good cause. So a lot of people have myth about attorneys, you know, they don't like attorneys. Yeah. So, uh, I'm sure closing attorneys are a little differently, you know, different than that, but Share something that can kind of give somebody a little bit of peace about coming to you guys. Well, the one thing that, you know, our our tagline is where closings feel like home. And we truly care about the individuals. Um, Jason is, I call him salt of the earth. He's in Hawaii right now, so he hopefully is not listening to this. But he is the best boss I have ever had. Um, the best attorney. People often, even Gianni that does our um, um pictures or whatever she said the other day she met him and she was like he's not like most attorneys he cares about you he cares about your family you know you he just you don't feel like a number you feel like somebody has seen you and wants you to be in your you know your home and wants to take care of the closing and all of the details so so you you're all all over Facebook, you love doing the social media stuff. But. It's not that I love de- – well, okay, so I do love it a little <laughs> bit. The funny thing is only half of what I do is even on Facebook because by the time you get done with your day, I don't even have time to post everything. But, you know, I've only started networking late July. I mean, I have to tell you it works. I mean, it you just it's exhausting. It can be exhausting, but it's also very – rewarding i mean i love you know the people that it's truly is like a family you know we sometimes it's a little dysfunctional sometimes it's you know not always people that you know (laughs) like being around i can say that that's true but um but no i feel like we are a big family i feel like you know we all work together for the same thing and that is to succeed and honestly it's very healing networking is very healing it's forced me to be vulnerable you know which is something i used to think was weak and it is so not to be vulnerable and to be dealing with things like we all are to be out in front of everybody, it's, it's fun sometimes. Well, can, so. you, can you give us a story of something testimonial of networking of what benefit has benefited you and vice versa, how you benefited somebody through well, the networking? I feel like, honestly, it's, 
you know, just be present and be seen. I mean, when I came in here, Sharon mm-hmm. asked how Storm and I met each other, and it was at a Governor's Gun Club Mardi Gras Expo over two years ago. That's trouble and right there. I know. Well, I mean, and you see us, we're everywhere. We support each other. We support each other's families, and we do that, you know, selflessly, you know, and we also, we have wounds that we heal with each other, you know, and then, you know, Brian, you and I met, I think it was at Woodstock Business mm-hmm. Club. Yeah. And I know I felt, I felt so bad because it was like a super busy time. So I wanted to help you. I immediately came over and I was like, I'll do the golf tournaments, but it was of a certain busy season. But I just feel like we all just support each other. I mean, I could be at one um, networking event and immediately thinking of how I could help the people in that room at a different networking event. So. I don't, they're all good stories, honestly. Just, you know, follow your heart. Follow, you know, I, Ron Green said to me one day, you know, you've got to tell the difference between noise and a signal. And and yesterday you had introduced me to somebody and it's like a zing. When you meet somebody that is going to be beneficial, not only for your soul, but for your business, you just have to follow that. So let God lead you. Yep, that's for sure. And we, we talked about the Facebook thing. And the reason I mentioned that is you, you had a post yesterday about what we talked about earlier about you don't know who's watching and being, you know, oh, yeah. being inspired and, and sharing that and, and having those people be inspired by your story. So yeah. uh, I appreciate your vulnerability. Oh, thank you. Um, being able to share your passion. And um, so if somebody wanted to get a hold of you guys, uh, Lingerfield Associates, how can they do that? Um, best way is my direct sell always text me because I'm. I am in different meetings all the time, but it doesn't mean you're not important. So 470-560-4509. Again, it's 470-560-4509. Email is also really good. Wendy, W-E-N-D-Y at L-A-Closings.com. So. Awesome. Well, don't go anywhere because I'm not actually done with you yet. But we Uh-oh. Are gonna... I knew that was coming. He's like, that's the good version. You know, we'll get to the gritty. So we are moving over to Miss Stormy Curtis from By Georgia Realty. So thank you, Stormy, for being here. She's just like grinning and smiling. And that's like, uh, for, I have to ask, though, because it's a really cool name. The only other person I've known with Stormy is a DJ on satellite radio. So how did you get the name Stormy? I was born in Illinois, and I was always told by my grandmother that I was born during a blizzard and that my mom said, if we make it through this, this is Stormy. But my mom's, I guess it was a friend of my mom's, had a daughter named Stormy that was older than me, and that inspired her to call me Stormy. Awesome. That's why I like the perfect storm because you know, right? we're, we're actually team tsunami right that's here. Right. Is what we say. Right. We need stormy. Yeah. Right. So, as I mentioned, you're with By Georgia Realty. You have a passion for uh, educating people on the process of real estate and buying a house, selling a house. Um, you always preach about interviewing agents. Don't go with even if somebody your friend. You need to really to uh, interview them. Share that process. Why do you educate that? The reason I do is because you got to understand there's been real estate agents that have been in the industry for 20, 30 years, and they brag on the fact that they've been in the industry 20 or 30 years. And in all honesty, daily, our market shifts. There's things that change all the time with rules and regulations. And so just because they've been in here for 20 or 30 years doesn't mean that they sell more than two houses a year. So someone like me who's been in the industry for six years selling 30 houses a year that's a huge factor. So you're looking at two times 20, that's 40. And me with 30 at six, 180. I mean, that's a huge difference. The experience is in the time that you spent within the past six months in the year. So interviewing these people, I mean, this is the hugest investment of your life. And you want to make sure that somebody knows what they're doing, that they're comfortable working across the table with another agent, that they're capable um, to have discussions and really fight for you, but not really be horrible to the person across from because you all have the same end game 
So in honesty, when you uh, have an agent, you want to interview them. You want to make sure that they've been working full time um, for the past six months to a year. How many houses have they sold either on the buying side versus the selling side? You want someone that's about equal on both sides, especially if you are selling because you're having to work with these buyers. Usually when first time or first time buyers or excuse me, agents come to the market, they become first time home buyer agents. And so you want to make sure that you're able to have that personality with them and be able to work with them. So if you are a buyer's agent and a seller's agent, then you have that capability. And then you also know the offers that are going to be brought to the table. So you can sort of inform your seller before you list what they're going to be expecting. And right now with the way that the market shifted from last year versus this year, it's a different type of purchase price, a different type of offer that you're getting. And so a lot of these sellers are expecting them to get the world. Well, in the past two months, they're not getting that right now. So they have to understand that you may be giving some sellers contribution and things like that. So interview these agents because you don't want somebody to bluff you and then you're screwed out a bunch of money or you have hardship or you're on the market way longer than you have to. You also need somebody that has a marketing and advertising background. So somebody who knows that uh, pictures are very important. They don't need to be going in there with their cell phone. They don't need to be doing it themselves. There's a lot of agents out there that are photographers. Um, They need to stay in their lane. Professionalism is professionalism. And I also feel that words are important. So if you have somebody who has a marketing and advertising background, they're telling a story to bring somebody into that house and into that neighborhood and into that community. And they have to emphasize that. So you have that advertising and marketing background because you actually have a little uh, agency, correct? I do. I have a publishing company called Paulding County Uncensored. Um, I actually started that about 12 years ago. Um, what ha- happened is that I have a child with special needs. He was actually born a couple of months early based on the fact that my brother committed suicide. I had severe stress. I was bedridden for so long. So he came um, we were able to help him grow by giving steroids to me, and he was developing his lungs and organs. Um, but a week and a half later, we were in a horrific car accident that almost killed him. So I had to make sure that I could save his life, and the police came. They wanted to arrest me because they didn't know about the accident. But he was life-flighted to children's, and for a whole year, between five and two to five minutes, I had to stimulate him to breathe. I had to make sure that he would live. And talking about no sleep, and that's why I always say I'm tired. I still haven't caught up. <laughs> Um, and so I decided to create Paulding County Uncensored to have some socialization going on within the community because there really wasn't any. And then I realized that there was no events. So I used to work with Rare Hospitality, and I helped with some of the events that they did. And so I started to create these events that brought 3,000 people, 5,000 people. But it wasn't really about making money. It was benefiting the small businesses so they had somewhere to go. It was about giving back to the community so they had somewhere to go. If you look at Paulding County, a lot of people can't afford anything. So I should have been a nonprofit, but at the same time, it wasn't important to me what the paperwork was. It's what I was doing at the time. And so right now, if you look at my books for Paulding County and Censor, you'd be like, dang, you're poor. That's why I'm a real estate agent now, you guys. Hello. So I just, I took one entity and formed it and it's very, very popular. But then I have grown uh, by Georgia Realty. And when I got into by Georgia Realty, I said, you know, I'm going to treat this godly. Whatever God gives me, I'm going to use it. And I have. I put a lot into the community, and I'm going to continue doing that. People use me great. If they don't, it's God's way of saying, hey, move on, do something else, grow outside the box. I mean, set yourself apart. We're going to circle back around to some of the things you just mentioned. So, okay. um, 
But one of the things that I think is really cool too is you do go above and beyond for your for your clients and the fact you've you've authored a book about real estate. Yeah. Uh, share about that. So I created six years ago the hunt, the Home Hunters Playbook. If you look at wedding books, they're very interactive. Baby books, they're very interactive. Women love to draw and write and think outside the box and these little books and create pictures and times and memories. And buying a house should be like that. You should be buying a house excited. You should have this book that you open up. Not only does it educate you, but it also can educate the next person that buys your home. So at the back of the book, it even has it where you can put down all the claims that you've had in the past, any of the passwords to your house. Like you can really make this an informative book that you can pass on if you decide to sell the house later on. It's very, very informative. Um, But when you're buying the house, it teaches you about the different types of insurance. A lot of people don't understand just because it's cheap is not going to really take care of your house. They also have to understand there is a difference between an inspector and an appraiser. They have to understand the cost of an appraisal is having to be paid for by the lender. You're paying that cost. So all this stuff is written in the book, but then when you start interviewing these agents, when you're interviewing your homeowner's insurance and everything, it has that right there where you can actually fill it out and have it down on paper. So it's not scattered all over your desk. You have one book that does everything. So Stormy talked about these events that she's done. And, and again, it's about her passion for community and businesses because she doesn't charge anybody anything. She doesn't charge the vendors. Um, the spectacular that I helped with last year was the first one I've been to, but I know you've done it for several years. Um, last year, it was it's on a Saturday, so I go to church Saturday. So sundown, I went out to help her uh, when I could after sundown. And I get there, and she said, go out and direct traffic. Let me just tell you. <laughs> When you're dressed in dark, right, <laughs> and, and and yeah, almost getting run over, no, but it was awesome because you had 5,000 people come to that. About 5,000, over 5,000. You know, and, and and you had 900 the year before, right? Uh, the year before, we had about 2,000, 2,500, um, and we were in a smaller location. We probably would have had more if we had more uh, parking. And so, thankfully, I was able to this year um, have it over at the Chattahoochee Technical College. So, one college, I ended up having the entire event, which took up everything. And then the uh, next college right next to it, which is the same college, it was all parking. It got so full, they had to park at Oasis Church. (laughs) It was so amazing. Um, But that's the point, is a lot of kids and a lot of parents can't afford to do a lot anymore. And you have schools nickeling and diming and fundraising for everything, and they're forgetting the fact that we are all struggling right now. And it's sometimes good just to pause a minute and realize there are people outside of our own bubble that we need to be able to help. And it doesn't necessarily have to be financially. Some of these vendors came in there just providing activities because they couldn't afford to give out thousands of pieces of candy. But at the same time, just giving that activity brought so many smiles to these kids, and that's what matters. And so as someone who didn't really make anything and invested a lot into it, I mean, the point was is to make my heart good knowing that I helped all these kids. I helped the small businesses get in front of these families and stuff to be able to answer other people's questions that they had with. We had a plumbing company there. We had HVAC. We had the attorney's office. We have, I mean, churches there. Whatever we had there, people can ask questions and that was a great location for everybody. I think if they gave her the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, she would fill it up. Oh, yeah. Literally. Definitely. I truly do. Which is good. I wouldn't so have to direct traffic fun. then. You should well, do that. I know. And I'm, I think my husband might have almost run over you. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
Yeah, if I could start the Brian Pruitt Fund on wood, because like I said, we're all fundraising for ourselves too. But um, you you shared a little bit already. But you know, we've got stories of passion. We've got stories of giving hearts. We've got stories of inspiration and, and an overcoming and perseverance. You have all of those. Um, you've dealt with things. Uh, you shared your brother committed suicide. Your your son was. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He's special needs. Special needs, but he yeah. was he was born before he was supposed to be born. He was born premature. 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 Thank you. Sorry. Yes, um, he was premature, and then he was in a horrific car accident with us that almost killed him. Right. Um, honestly, I, in the past, I have been molested. Um, there's watching your mom be beat up, um, living with no plumbing, where you have to take the water out of the toilet to flush. Like a bad background, but at the same time, I was like, "That's never going to be me. I'm not going to let that define me." I do suffer from anxiety and uh, depression, severe anxiety. Honestly, I'm truly an introvert, and I fake it. I'm as <laughs> wild and smiley as possible in front of everybody, but I get home and I start shaking. It's because I just I'm becoming deaf. I'm almost 42 years old, so being in a room with a lot of loud noise and having to hear people, I feel anxiety because I'm not able to answer some of their questions. And sometimes you just smile and nod, <laughs> and so that brings on it. But the depression is all the stuff from my past and me trying to ignore it and not having to take medication because my my brother wasn't on the right medication, and therefore he went above and beyond to make sure that he he wouldn't be here anymore. And so I keep myself mentally busy. I feel like uh, God is leading me to do great things for great people. And if I pause for a, min- a minute, then I'm going to reflect on the past, and I need to look towards the future. Now, as I told my kids yesterday, because I was talking to you and they could hear our conversation, I said, I'm not going to be that person that kills myself. I'm not. Not right now. And let me explain this. is We cannot control our chemical imbalance. But right now, I feel like I can. Now, in the future, can I promise that? No, we can't promise anything. But right now, I promise I love my kids more than I love anything in this world. I love my husband beyond anything. I love Wendy. I love you guys. I have to be here. I feel like I have a purpose. If I didn't have a purpose, I would not be here. She never ceases to amaze me, by the way. Uh, I told her yesterday, you know, when she shared first shared with me that she struggles with anxiety and depression, you would not know that. Um, yeah. And you are, like I said, told you yesterday, you are inspiration. You, you inspire a lot of people. Whether you want to believe it or not, you do. She does. Um, the other thing that you deal with is you have a heart condition as well, yeah, and you're had, doing all this. I've had two heart surgeries. Um, it's it's supraventricular tachycardia, so they call it SVT. And so sometimes it can get to where, like normally it's about 120, where you guys are about 60, 70, um, but it can get in the heart attack range. And so I've had two heart ablations where they go in and they burn your heart and stuff. Um, I've been able to control that over the years. This year I found out I have severe IBS. So I'm like, oh, God, what's next? <laughs> um, because I'm going to take everything with a grain of salt. And, I mean, I always have. I feel like there's a reason behind it. Maybe that God needs me to slow down a little bit. I don't know what his plans are for me, but I feel like sitting there and trying to figure out is not something I want to do. So I'm going to keep going forward. I'm going to look at diets that are more efficient for me and then i'm gonna keep meeting great people and hopefully that it will impact my life and my kids and my husband and everybody around me being still is hard when you're a child of abuse it's oh, yeah. it, you know being still is when all of the anxiety you know comes in but so. i really appreciate just taking a moment to acknowledge what it's like to have a, a template in front of you that is not one you want to repeat and make normal and how hard it can be to make a new normal for yourself and and promise yourself that you will not do to others and make them feel how you 
were treated and how you felt. And it can be a daily struggle, but I always admire people who almost save themselves that way. You know, they're making a new future, but in helping other people, it can, at least when I do things, it kind of soothes my soul and kind of helps me to want I don't know, to continue that, that energy. And so I admire that about both of you. I mean, everybody's got their, their background, but not everybody turns it into something beautiful. So thank yeah. you. I can tell you, I was honestly very nervous about coming on here, not answering questions because as you, Brian, and Wendy knows me, I'm very straightforward. I don't sugarcoat anything. I tell people not to sugarcoat because you don't want to give false impressions However, I do not talk about my past. Yeah, I don't and either. I don't want people to look at that as a weakness. Um, I don't want people to just be a little common for me. I want them to be who they are. I want them to utilize me and know that I'm going to fight for them. And they ha- have to understand with depression, just because I have it doesn't mean I'm weak. It doesn't mean that I'm going to be a little bit slower or more aggressive as far as towards the other person across the table. It means I'm going to give 120% more because I want the best in my heart by providing something for you. And so I've never told really much of anybody my issues is because I don't want it held against me. So yeah, you don't want here, that to be You don't brand. want to be identified yeah, that Yeah, that's way. not your brand. And, no. and the other part is like, you know, I'm cautious to say things because those that live through some of the abuse with me, I don't want to hurt them. I couldn't protect them exactly. as a child. As eight years old child, you know, trying to protect a mother from abuse and, you know, and turning around getting my nose broke from the stepdad. I couldn't protect them then, so I'm trying to protect them now. And as far as kids and depression, parents, listen to your kids. Our son is, we have a 28-year-old daughter and an 18-year-old son, and he came to us four years ago when COVID or when COVID was full blast and said he was having self-harming thoughts and he was cutting himself and he was wanting to commit suicide. And we were humbled and honored that he came to us you know, immediately got him in therapy. He was failing classes, everything. He graduated with 3.5. Two dogs later, you know, and he's in Kennesaw with criminal justice. So still learning to drive because I didn't want to give him, you know, keys to a car when he was having suicidal thoughts. But just listen to your kids. Pay attention, you know. So. I would say pay attention. Um, listening is a little bit differently. I can say this is when I finally came out and said something, and I said it at an appropriate time, honestly, um, I said it to other kids and my mom and my family found out, I had another person tell me that if what I had said was true, that they were going to take me away from my, my mom and my, oh my brothers. Gosh. So, I mean, we were not we were living poverty, and the fact that somebody was doing things to me, that right there, they wanted to pull us. I didn't want to lose my mom. My mom struggled. My dad was an informer to the police in Illinois. She took us from them to bring us here. And so I had to live saying I lied, knowing that it was happening. And it was the worst struggle. But your your family, your mom, your dad needs to take time and actually look at you. Pay attention. Don't really pay attention to the words sometimes. Look at the body and mm-hmm. stuff like that because that I wish she would have. Um, and again, that's probably why I never bring up things because I don't want it to be held against her either because she had no idea. I no. lied. I said I lied to protect her, to keep us with her. So, And people will wonder, like, how do these parents not see things? And a lot of times it's because they, they're dealing with their own. I mean, that's something I had to learn older is sometimes all parents can do is, is survive. Exactly. Sometimes that's all that they can do. So, yes. you know, mm-hmm. anyways. I, I've never met two more stronger women than these two right here. I would agree. Um, and I don't think of it as it's a little different because yes, you don't want to share too much because it's not your identity. I understand that, but you also have to understand the strength you guys bring 
to other people and inspiration, as I shared with both of you, that I don't know who's listening right now, but somebody listening right now needed to hear what you guys just said. Okay. And, um, I shared, I think I've shared with you two, but I had, I've had two brothers commit suicide and it's not an easy thing. Right. So, um, again, just, and don't be afraid to ask for help. That's the other thing I would say, ask for that help. Don't be afraid. It's not, it's not, it's not a weakness that you have some, whatever's going on and it's a strength to ask for help. So, um, I appreciate you guys being vulnerable. Now we're going to lighten up a little mood just a tad bit here. Because, yeah, we're going back uh, to the hell's angels. Aren't yeah. we? <laughs> no, I want to talk about you guys are actually starting your own podcast together, which first of all, if the FCC gets a hold of this, I don't know, we may be sharing something else, but share your, what you guys are going to be doing and uh, the idea behind your, your podcast. You want me go to do it? go okay. for it. So we are doing a podcast called Wonderless Living, um, and the reason we decided that is because we're moms, we're pet moms, we're wives, we have entrepreneurship. We're survivors. We're survivors. We um, have kids that are in the school. I mean, everything that I just named is a full-time job, to be honest with you, and our plates are probably overwhelmed, and I feel like we could be a strength to somebody or a lesson to somebody, they could either be laughing at us or agreeing with us. But I feel like we're able to be true who we, to who we are and hopefully answer questions. We as entrepreneurs network a lot as well. So we want to also be inform, informative, not only in the real estate industry, helping people, but those that are brand new small businesses, how grassroots marketing can really set your business apart from everybody else. How grassroots marketing really works if you take the initiative to utilize it and how to use it properly. It's never about me, 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 me. It really is. How can I help you? Selfless. Gaining, Preach it, please. That's yeah. right. It. It's selfless. Yeah, yeah, it's gaining that relationship <clears throat> and knowing that person and then having them know you. Because am I really going to refer to somebody that I've never used that I really don't know? No. So you have to build that relationship. Know, like, and trust. You have to know, like, and trust somebody to be able to do business with them. And the way to build that is the consistency. Show up, show up, show up. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do for each other all the time. You'd think as much as we talk, we wouldn't have any more material, but we were so wrong. Yes. <laughs> We'd be like, okay, it's been 30 minutes. Shh, we'll do this next week. <laughs> uh, what do you guys, have you launched it yet or when are you going to launch it? We have not launched it. So um, I spoke to one of our people that are helping us, and I think we're going to launch it um, the week of Valentine's. So um, we'll go ahead and put that out today. I am going to put out your video and stuff so people get to learn a little bit more about us. But the week of Valentine's, I think that's when we're going to start it. And once a week for 30 minutes, we're going to be speaking to everybody. We won't say any names. We'll try not to say We're going to try not to say Maybe somebody can bleep over them. I'm not certain. But it's Wanderlust Living because we have a lust for not only life, but living it to its fullest. And, and moving forward. Yeah. I mean, we love our journey. Mm-hmm. Good and bad. How can people listen to it when you do launch? We are on something. I don't know podcasts. I am trying to teach myself. <laughs> I think it's called Lysosome or I don't know. But there, it's going to be on like Apple and Google and all this other stuff. And, of course, I'm going to utilize some pictures and put it on YouTube, so social media. But I'll start branding it right when it comes time. Right now it's just trying to understand myself how to do it and then go ahead. Because to me it's like even if we put out crap, which we're not, um, at least I'm putting it out there. And then I, we will train ourselves along the way because being an entrepreneur, that's what it's about. It's really just taking that jump and 
not stopping. And when you fail, get up and do it again. And that's what we're going to do. Yeah. And I think because, I mean, I, I'm, Linger Fountain Associates is not mine. It's my boss's. But I, you know, my husband had a very successful business for years. So I have that small business, you know, mind state where I feel like it's my own. Right. So, you know, you give all to everything. What you, what you do. That's right. So I asked them, but I didn't ask you this. If somebody wants to get all you talk about some real estate. How can they do that? They can call me at 770-262-8575. I work for Atlanta Communities. I'm one of their team leads. My team is by Georgia Realty. So honestly, yesterday I was just messing around on Google and I put in my name. Dang, I'm everywhere. <laughs> Google Stormy Curtis. You will find my phone number, my email. I got you. It's because there's no other Stormies. I already told you that. Oh, there's other <laughs> there's Stormies. Some. Yeah. Not the ones I, you Maybe she reads the books about her. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be happy to. That's another show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what I like to do before we, we wrap up is I've been doing this, and I'm going to do it all year long, is I like to ask everybody who's been on my show. Uh, you, you guys have shared some great advice already, but share some a nugget, a quote, a phrase, or something for people can go forward with 2023 just that they can do this year and beyond. So you've already shared one, one show, but I want you to share another one. So you start please sharing. Oh my, not on the spot. Let me think. Um, (laughs) I think just having compassion for people. I mean, everybody has their, their struggles and no one is, you know, what you see on the internet or what you see on social media is just highlights of someone's life. And so if you have compassion for where people come from and kind of what their journeys are, I think it's just, uh, there's like a feeling of um, understanding between you. So I think if you lead with compassion, um, you really don't go wrong. I think Wendy, I know that was almost verbatim what I was going to say, but mine is just, my mom taught me this years ago is you never know what people are going through, whether it be the person at the grocery store, somebody you see at the gas station, just flip and smile. It's not that hard. We all know it's harder to frown. Actually, I believe it's more muscles to frown. Just, you know, say hello. You don't have to get into detailed conversation with them, but so many people are so lonely and so depressed. And I mean, all of us deal with it, honestly, whether it be a spouse or ourselves or family members is just say hello and mean it. You know what I mean? Don't do it to get something out of it or whatever. Just say, hi, how are you? Because you would not believe how many people do not ask that. You would not believe how many people do not even, they're not even present in a conversation. So just take the time, say hello, and walk away and pray for them. If they're ugly to you, pray for them even more, honestly. Stormy? Uh, This is something I learned last year, and I'm taking in 2023, is to love yourself, um, take care of yourself, because in honesty, you can't take care of anybody else. And when you are a giver, like majority of us are, you do get burnt out. But the reason you're getting burnt out is not because of all that you're doing. It's because you're not giving yourself time and reflection and loving on yourself. You have to do that. Um, And then just take in the fact that you're doing so much that you have to give grace to those who are taking advantage of you. So having that time to yourself and loving on yourself, you get that understanding to where you can go back and do more. So, again, love yourself. Take care of yourself as a mom, as an entrepreneur, um, in all honesty, then you'll be able to do more for others. We're way better at telling people to do that, by the way, than we are We're actually doing, doing it. it. Yeah, Absolutely. so I was just going to throw that out there. Easier said than done. <laughs> Absolutely, but I'm going to tell you. Right. I say this all the time, or I shared a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you know, I may have had a long week, a busy week, but come Friday morning, man, I get, in, I get uh, inspired. I get exhilarated just because I know I've got – these amazing stories coming on this this show so again the three of you thank you for for much very much for coming on being vulnerable to share and everybody listening let's remember be positive and be charitable